Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study, 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we're bold, we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Again, I want to thank you for joining the online service of COG, Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for a church home, growth and ministry, I want to invite you to join us, to grow with us, and to be blessed with us. Listen on, on Fridays. I'm sorry, on Wednesdays, on Wednesdays at 12 a.m. to 3 p.m., we're fasting. We're fasting for souls. We're fasting for to know and to become more acquainted with the will of God. You know, the Bible tells us that some things come through prayer and fasting. And so you're going to have to make a sacrifice. And so that's every Wednesday from 12 a.m. to 3 p.m. that we are fasting and seeking the Lord and praying to be good stewards, better stewards, you know, and financial matters, spiritual matters, natural matters, relationships. You know, don't hurt the fast and to seek God. The Bible said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And certainly I am looking for wisdom from the Lord, wisdom in ministry, wisdom in various areas. I want to hear the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servants. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over much. I want to be faithful over a few things. The Lord told them. Told his disciples, he said, don't don't be excited because demons obey you and all of that kind of stuff. I'm paraphrasing, but he said, but that your names are written in the book of life. Th that is what I'm excited about. It's for my name to be written in the book of life. And that is what you should be excited about as well. Listen, we're going to go into a word of prayer and seek the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we want to seek him for a moment, you know, and cry out to him. Whatever your prayer request is, let's hold that up before the Lord. Let's seek God with our whole heart. Whatever the situation is, God is able to handle it. And handling it may be telling you what to do or what not to do. I was in a situation one time where where I was told to just be quiet. I was told to just be quiet. Don't say anything. And it came out in my favor. I said nothing. And so we want to seek God at this time. And whatever your request is, ask God to bless according to his will. Many times we pray and we want to place demands on the Lord, but ask him to do it according to his will. His will. His will. His will may not be our will, but it'll be pleasing in his sight, and you're going to benefit from his will 
alone, his will, his will. Lord, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And so while we're praying, while we're seeking him, we're going to let Shekinah Glory Ministry play over the throne.
Father Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord God, for waking us up this morning. Lord God, for giving us the activity of our limbs. Lord, you've given us a reasonable portion of health. You've given us access to you, access to your spirit, access to your word, access to your presence. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. We bless your name for your kindness. We thank you, Lord God, for what you have done in our lives. We thank you, Lord. Lord, and we just pray and ask that you would help us, Lord. Help us to seek you, Lord God, to acknowledge you, Lord. Lord, we need you. We need you. We need you, Lord God. We need you. We cannot make it without you. We cannot, Lord. Lord, so we seek you today, Lord God, asking for your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding. We seek you today, Lord God, asking for your help. Lord Jesus, asking for your guidance. Lord Jesus, not just here locally, but Lord God, wherever holy hands are lifted, those that are calling upon you, Lord God, crying out for help, Lord, we touch and agree with them, whether it is mental, emotional, physical, Lord God, we thank you, Lord. We bless your name. Lord, send your spirit, Lord God, to lead us and guide us. Help us, Lord God, so that others of your goodness we're going to tell and tell of your mercy we're going to testify and tell of your kindness and what you have done for us lord god we just want to bless you lord god as we cast our net out lord we ask that you would bless lord jesus to catch that you would bless lord god and and show us what to do and how to do it lord lord as many souls have need but you're the one that know the need of every individual. Lord, we thank you right now, Father. We ask these blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, carry us further into your service after your word this morning. In Jesus' name. Bless those that share the gospel message with others. Bless those that are sharing inside the pages with others. Lord God, I ask that you would bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Before I open the scripture this morning, I want to just, this, this particular hymn by Shekinah Glory is on my heart. I just want to play this and then we're, right afterwards, we're going to have our opening scripture and we're going to go into the word of God. Simple song, I need more of you. This worship. 
Think about God and his goodness.
God. Bless you, Jesus. As the song said, I need more of you. Now, I'm going to have to ask this at this time. Please do, do not bombard this broadcast with comments. Uh, you can visit us at connectingtruth.org and go to connect, uh, connect us, go to our contact page. And so that way you can have a conversation uh, that is not public, but a conversation that we could discuss whatever questions you may have. And, and so you don't want to, let's be respectful uh, to what is being said. Let's be respectful uh, as person. Let's be respectful. All right. And I appreciate your respect, just like um, you appreciate mine. So God bless you for being for being considered. All right. At this time, we're going to have open the scripture. At this time. Psalms 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the body nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in, in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Acts 2. 46 and 47, and they continue daily, and they continue daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with, single, with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Amen. Certainly we thank and praise God for his goodness and his grace. And we're going to go into the word of God. And as I, let's be prayerful. Let's not, uh, let's be prayerful. And let's not give the enemy a place. Sometimes the enemy wants to have a place and it's our responsibility not to give him a place. The, the Bible said, don't let your, your good be evil spoken of. You might have a valid point about something, but how you present it uh, plays a major part. 
you may have a value or it may not be. But presentation is always part of any and everything. And so as we go forth in the word of God, and if you just bear with me and just want to talk a little bit uh, this morning, my heart is filled with a lot. And and so as we unravel some of the things that we, that we are going to talk about, as we unravel some of the things and thoughts that might even be on your mind, and so the Bible lets us know and he changes the times and seasons. God changes times and he changes the seasons. God does. He's the author of all order. He's not the author of confusion. The Bible tells us that confusion is of the devil. He's not the author of confusion. So when people say, I'm confused, you might want to change that word and say that, that I need better understanding. Because confusion is a mess. It's a mess. Everything is confused. It's just scrambled up. There's no understanding. If it doesn't make sense, then it is nonsense. Okay, and it's nonsense. Now, last week we uh, talked about what God said, fill the house. Fill the house. Then he reset the guest list to include you and I. So there is a seat for you. There's a seat for you. As a matter of fact, we're sending out a, about 200 invitations uh, in the mail to so that uh, they will know, people will know that there is a seat for them. Yes, there's room at the cross here. There's room for you. Though millions have come, there is yet room for one. Now those are the lyrics to a song, but they're also the truth, the words of truth. Now, sometimes you need a reset. Sometimes you need a reset. You, you, I know that all of us, anyone that is along my age, you know, as, as young as I am, um, you want a reset. You want a reset. I'm sure there are people that are much, much older that look back and say, if I could do it over again, a reset. You would love to have a do-over. Maybe it's a do-over in a relationship, um, you know, that you that you desire. You, you don't want your separate ways, and and now you look back. I like the Amazon commercial where the, the breaks up and he sees, um, because they're counting together, he sees that she's buying a red dress because she's going to go out. And then he started doing revenge exercise uh, to get in better shape. And then they both see, uh, they're both watching a movie uh, about, a, about a couple and then it hits them. And he shows up, she grabs her coat to run out the door to go see him. And, and when she opened the door, he's standing there and they smile, it's a do-over. They have, they are about to reset. 
sometimes set a relationship. There are other times that um, that you want a a new opportunity. You may be involved in something, and you want a new opportunity. I wanted a new opportunity. I'm seeking a new opportunity. The opportunity presents itself. And when the reset occurs, when the opportunity happens, when the do-over is presented, you have to be ready to seize the moment. You, you have to be ready. And so God changes the times and he changes the seasons. The Bible tells us in Genesis, the 18th chapter, following along with us, this is going to sound familiar uh, on Wednesday night's Bible class. The 18th chapter, 10th verse says, and he said, God, God is talking to Abraham. I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. I'm going to reverse what was what has happened you're you're up in age now sarah is up in age as fine as sarah may have been because we read about her beauty uh not in full detail but enough that the kings that met her uh wanted her part of their household he said, I, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. I'm going to turn things around. I'm going to turn things around. I'm going to change the time. I'm going to change the season. You, you, have, you are in a particular place in time and the season for what you wanted has now expired. I'm going to return it unto you. I'm going to give it back to you. I'm going to change the time. I'm going to change the season. The conditions that are there was somewhat um, to her comical. The Bible said now Abraham and Sarah were old and were well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself saying, I'm old. Am I, I am I going to have pleasure? My husband is old also. And the Lord said to Abraham, Sarah laughed. Why did she laugh? And at what I said, uh, believe it or not, and this is not Ripley's believe it or not, but uh, believe it or not, you might think within yourself that, well, is, is this really possible that my time will change, that my season will change. The Lord said at the appointed time, I have it on my schedule. I have it on my um, my watch, my, my phone, my calendar. 
I have an appointed time. Sometimes we want things to happen overnight. I, I know I've been there and I'm sure I'm not the only one. I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. now that's how we're talking to God. I want it now. That's the way we go to God in prayer sometimes. Right now. Do it, Lord. Matt, we put we put emphasis on it. Do it now, Lord. And we even we, we even find scriptures to quote back to him to validate our demand as if he don't know his own word. But he said at the time appointed. At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. At that time, not before, <clears throat> but at that time, the time that I have appointed. Your back could be against the wall. It's still according to his time that he has appointed. Uh, according to his time. His time is the most important time. And so when we consider the appointed time, you might go through a series of interviews. We are talking about uh, about uh, opportunities. Uh, this, you know, we've been talking about uh, things that we need to do, uh, not just locally, but Wherever you are, there are things that you may want and desire. And so, you know, you may go through, you're going to go through a series of events. And so you need to understand that. Sometimes we don't take that into account, that what we're asking God for is going to take us through a series of events. Oh, yes. You're going to experience some changes because... There are some areas that you have to mature in. And if you're not willing to mature, if you're not willing to change your the process of your thinking, then when the time comes uh, that it is appointed, you won't be ready. Uh, let me say that again. If you're not willing to change when the time when the appointed time arrives then you will not be a recipient of the season thank you lord you won't be a recipient of the season thank you jesus now daniel second chapter daniel 21st verse daniel is a young man i, I love i love daniel i love talking about daniel because daniel was not uh, he is so relatable to me. He's so relatable to me, you know. And and there are many others that I find that Daniel is so relatable. Daniel is in a situation that he did not place himself in. Daniel is in a situation where he did nothing wrong. Daniel didn't do anything wrong. The people around him, some of the people, not everyone, some of the people around Daniel, the majority, hey, glory, the majority of the people around Daniel offended the Lord. 
you need to be careful about running with the crowd. The crowd may be offending the Lord. You want to be with the in crowd. You want to hang with everybody because it's popular. That's a popular thing to do. And so I want to do it. Your children see something that's popular and they, they want to do it too. You've been there. You, you were younger and you saw things that looked popular. And so you wanted to hang out and do it too. I did, you know, but running with the crowd can get you in trouble. Daniel wasn't running with the crowd, but the crowd was offensive to God. And since he was part of the nation that was in God, he was taken into captivity. There was no escape. When he found himself in that situation, Daniel humbled himself because God told, gave instructions to Jeremiah for the people to humble themselves. Now, Daniel was a student of science. Daniel was a student of uh, astrology. Daniel was a student of math. Daniel was a student of, um, he was multi-language. I, I was trying to think of the word for, but Daniel more than one language. Being bilingual, he became bilingual in his, in his, up and so he had to be fluent in what he needed to do and so daniel learned his lesson and he did not lose focus on god matter of fact he said when they offered him some some good stuff part of the king's meat good quality you know um the uh, the good beef uh, and, you know, the, the good, the, that other white meat, pork and, you know, and other that they may have been eaten. And, and I'm aware that they had certain diets and stuff. I'm just naming foods that you might eat, you know, bacon. You know, everybody loved them some bacon. I don't mean Daniel's eating, but listen. When they were offered, what they were being offered, Daniel said, oh, no, no, I, I'm not going to partake in that. Now, you could go back and read that first chapter on your own time. Um, but Daniel said, I'm not going to partake in, in that food. Matter of fact, just bring bring me a bowl of beans. Bring me some lint. Uh, bring me some soup. And that's what Daniel sacrificed. And Daniel made some folks mad. He made some, I'm sure, I'm just confident that Daniel's actions of what he did in that moment disrupted a lot of people because in their captivity, they were selected, those that did not have blemishes. And so they would do a physical examination of them. I wouldn't pass that physical exam because I have a blemish on my arm. If you stood before the king, you had to uh, be perfect, physically perfect. And so there was no blemishes upon you. You didn't want to look out and see marks on your body. When you stood before the king, you had to have a particular knowledge. You weren't going to speak 
your language to the king, you were going to speak his language to him. And so you had to learn it and learn it well. Daniel learned all the lessons that he needed to learn, which meant he made sacrifices. While everybody else was partying and doing whatever they felt good about what they were doing, and some of them was festering and upset with Daniel because the fact that Daniel and his friends, small group of friends, stuck together. And the king's meat and the wine that they had started to enjoy was taken away from them. Now, I'm sure the word got around that it was Daniel's fault and those that was with him. And so they looked better than everyone. And they sounded better. They talked better. There's something about the sacrifice that you make that causes you to stand out. You might, I was talking with someone earlier and said, well, you might be in, when you bring your A game and your A game has to keep rising above because you might be good in football, baseball, basketball, whatever, in high school. And then when you get to college, it takes on a whole new level. And when you get from college and you go to the, to try to make it into a summer camp, it goes to another level of professionalism. I had a, a, a gentleman that I knew that uh, he was playing at Pasadena City College, you know, the junior college. And I saw him one day before he told me that he had, he had went out to get on the team and he was all bruised up. And I thought he had been attacked um, because of the bruises that was on him. It wasn't that he was attacked. He told me that he had uh, got on the football team and those bruises was where he was manhandled in practice. That's how rough it was. It's a different level. And so he he was now making a job. I'm sure he wouldn't, he didn't have an intended goal in mind as far as, as athletic ability, but he, he wanted to play on the team while he was attending. And so, uh, but he found out it was a different level. In order to rise up, Daniel took his game to another level in his study. I mean, he became the best of the best. He became very good at what he was, what he needed to learn. And God gave him favor. God gave him favor. And so Daniel has this to say in the second chapter, in the 21st verse, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removed kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. God does that. God changes the times. God changes the seasons. God raises one up and he brings down another. He gives wisdom. He gives wisdom. There are times that we need a drop of wisdom in our conversation. There are times that we need a drop of knowledge and to, to help us understand and to deal with what is going on. God is able to do that. Well, let's look at Joel. Joel. 
the second chapter, 25th verse. It says, and I will restore. Restore mean that you had something in your possession. Maybe it was a vehicle that, that is restored. Maybe it is home. It could be in a relationship. It could be employment. He said, I'll restore unto you the years that the locusts. So there was a time frame where Israel was dealing with a severe loss. We're dealing with a loss of things. And the Lord is telling them, I'm going to restore the years, the years that the locusts ate up. The canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm. My great army, which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty. So when God changes the times. And he changes the season. And we are prepared. I don't want you to lose focus of the preparedness. I don't want you to lose that because so many times people want the blessing. They want the substance. They want the favor, but they are unprepared. Well, let's roll back to Daniel. Daniel prepared himself according to what was required. There are requirements. There are requirements of being a doctor. There's a requirement of being a lawyer. There's a requirement of being an Indian chief. Wherever, whoever, whatever, you, there are requirements for what you are seeking. Daniel understood those requirements and applied himself. The Bible tells us that Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the, of the king's meat nor with the wine which he drank. It says, now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the units. The 17th verse of that first chapter said, as for these four children, these four children, uh-huh, these four children, Daniel and the three that accompanied him, the three men. Well, I, I call them boys because they were acting as men. Boys, ladies, get this. Boys don't act like men. Stop. Do not. Do not. Uh. -uh. Stop pretending that boys act like men because they don't. They don't. You can take a 35-year-old standing next to another 35-year-old and see that there is a difference. One may act in a very mature way, and the other is acting like a seven-year-old. There's a difference. It's not the age. It's not the number. I have my own amen that is turned on. All right. Thank you. Because uh, I heard that amen. <laughs> Listen. So... The Bible said, then Daniel 
has said over Daniel, Hannah, Mishael, and Azariah. And so these, these young men, these children, these children, these were not 40 and 50 year old men. These were children. The Bible said God gave them, 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 God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding of all visions and dreams. They were prepared because they kept God first. Keeping God first does not stop you from education. It does not stop you from becoming or obtaining a skill. It doesn't stop you from being the best, from learning, from advancing. It doesn't stop you. It doesn't stop you. There's a balance there. And when the balance is turned off, then we lean too much at the wrong time in the wrong area. At the time that we should be handling the job, we're trying to stand at someone's desk and talk to them about Jesus. You weren't hired to talk to about Jesus at the job. You make friends and then you, you go out and have a, a little brunch or something and you talk about it when you're off time. But while you're there, your responsibility is to handle the business, the, the employment, and to be and allow God to make you the best. Don't don't we don't hold conversations about what we dislike on the job, at work. Matter of fact, don't even have talk about what you dislike on the job with other people off out, off site, because you don't know how the enemy may use that person. You may have had good intentions, but as Joseph said, uh, uh, you thought to do me wrong. You thought to do me harm. And you may not have a, a Joseph experience where God turned it to good. And so listen, we're talking about wisdom, talking about knowledge, talking about understanding. There are some things you just have to avoid. Maybe you have to just nod your head. Yeah, man, I, I hear what you're saying and leave it at that. Don't get into, don't engage that conversation. Don't go there. Well, you know what? The best thing we could do is pray about, you know, Matt, when you start telling people that, that you know what, man, when I go to church, I'm going to pray about that. But, you know, so that we all benefit, you know, under the leadership of our supervisor, you know, people won't run to you. They're not going to be so quick to run to you and tell you things. Listen, <laughs> mighty God. I'm shooting hips right now all right preachers know what i'm talking about these men and so god says i'm going to restore to you the years now you can take this as a prophetic word because because that is a prophecy written in the scripture we're reading a prophecy we've read well, we're reading a prophecy i restore unto you the years that the locusts have eaten up but you got to be prepared. So let's say, for instance, God restores and he gives you what you had lost. 
and you turn around and consume it immediately. I was talking with a young man who said that he got into a situation, got an accident, and he, he got a, he got he took a settlement. And I, I asked them, I said, "What did you do at the settlement?" They said they separated. From the time they got that settlement, it burnt a hole right through their hand, figuratively speaking. <laughs> and it's gone. It's gone. You don't want God to restore to you. And oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, bless you, Lord. To restore to you the years of what you lost, and then you, it, it just you just blow right through it, and you don't have nothing. Now he goes on to say, "You shall eat in plenty." I, I like that. Eat in plenty. You go. Well, you're not going to consume it all in in one setting. He said, you're going to be satisfied and you're going to praise the name of the Lord. So we're going to get our, our on and we're going to celebrate. And we're going to bless the Lord, oh, my soul and all that is within me. We're going to praise his name. We're going to lift him up and exalt him. We're not going to walk with hung down heads. Because he said, my people shall never be ashamed. That, that's not my intentions. God, God's intention is not to shame his people. Matter of fact, we're supposed to be the church, the church when we do things the right way, when God causes things to happen, then our testimony expresses that. I'm very careful of what I'm saying. Our testimony expresses that because there are times that God shuts the door. The Bible tells us that Hannah, uh, her, uh, that the Lord had, uh, she didn't bring forth a child because the Lord had stopped stopped that process. Uh, we Sarah could not because the Lord had stopped that process. And, and so there are times that God stops the process because that is what He wants to do. There is a process that is occurring according to His will. And then when he releases it, when he causes the process to go forth, there's nothing we can say except God did it. You know, there, there's a, a song, a singer that says, won't he do it? You know, and I, I won't go too far into that, but well, won't he do it? You know, people want to say that. Won't he do it? You know, and then it becomes a cliche. Won't he? You know, listen, listen. Yes, he will do it. Not just once. He won't just do it once. God is not a one hitter quitter. Uh, he's not a one hit. You know, some some artists have one song they sing and and they become famous. One hit wonders. And then you don't hear nothing else about them or anything like that. But he said, my people will never be ashamed. My people will never be ashamed. So wait a minute, let's, let's stop for a moment. God, if you're saying that your people will never be ashamed, then what causes us to be shamed? What causes us to be shamed? We have to stop and think about that. God said, my people will never be ashamed. 
but then causes us to be shamed. Is it something that we do? Is it something we're not doing? Is it something that we say? Is it something that we're not saying that causes us to be ashamed? I'm going to say yes to all of that. I'm going to say yes to all of that. Because God said, my people shall never be ashamed. Now, when we when he says that, what are we what comes to your mind? What comes to mind when he says that? Because we're talking about a prophetic word. We're talking about a word of prosperity. We're talking about the fact that God changes the time and the seasons and understand something that that I was speaking with a gentleman one day when God had gave me a vision and 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 in that vision, I met someone and in my meeting with them in a business meeting, they said, do not you don't go into a business meeting. Now, he was a, he's a retired NBA player. And he said, you don't go into a business meeting and look for dollars. You're not interested in dollars. So I, I want to make this clear because over the, the years, I, I have learned this in other avenues. You're looking for pennies on the dollar. All you need is a nickel from the dollar. That's all you need. That's all you need is a nickel. When you look at royalties, royalties are not based upon uh, what my album sold for $9.99. And so I made $9 a night. No, you made, you made two cents on the dollar. So you made eight. Is that, is that 18 cents? You made about 18 cents. You made about, you made about 20 cents. And then the rest of that money was among those that did all the marketing and everything like that your job is to is to be marketable feel like running feel like running around your job is to be marketable which means you have to bring your best game you have to bring your game so that it is marketable because that 20 cents multiplies upon the thousands and millions that are sold and how well it is able to be marketed. So it's not about you getting a whole bunch of money at once. And I just want to make that very clear because uh, the Bible said, despise not the day of small things. So you need to understand that in business, you got to think about those little things that will eventually add up to a lot it adds up to a lot those little things those little things that we count as being nothing you don't know who's watching what something that you may say is nothing someone is watching and saying you know what that's something when they look at the time clock and they say and they say this person have a pattern of being late you know they're supposed to be here at seven o'clock and they're always here at, at 701, 7, 702. They're never here at, at, at 659. You know, they're always clocking in late. Why? Because at the end of the month, it, it has added up to nearly an hour of time. 
those little things that that people don't pay attention to, but others are. So when we talk about never being ashamed, never being ashamed. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, the church, the church in the wilderness, the church of today, and that I am the Lord, your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. I'm going to I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. He said, my people shall never be ashamed. I'm going to it might seem like you're ashamed for a moment, but he said, I'm going to change the, the time. I'm going to I'm going to change the season. I'm going to turn things around. And so we're going to we're looking for that. We're looking for that. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for changing the times and changing the seasons. Lord, we thank you because you have heard our prayers. And you said you would hear our prayers before we even gave them up. And we want to thank you because you have. I want to thank you for your word this morning, this short presentation that talks about you controlling time and controlling season and and causing it to work in our favor. Lord, thank you. Thank you for being mindful of us. I pray that you would bless each one that have that takes the initiative, that listen to your word and to uh, insert themselves into doing your will naturally, spiritually. Lord God, as they live for you. Lord God, and as they go through studies for school, as they prepare themselves in the in their employment field of vocation, Lord God, and Lord, in, in mending situations and relationships, Lord God, thank you for turning back the time, Lord God, and for changing the seasons. Lord God, thank you. We just want to honor you, Lord God, for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I, I want to remind you again on, on Fridays. Excuse me. Why do I keep saying Fridays? I started off on Fridays. Maybe something's going to happen. For, I don't know. Listen, Wednesdays at 3 a.m. Now, something happened on Friday. Okay. If something happens on Friday, I will let you know. On Wednesdays at 12 a.m. to 3 p.m., we're fasting. Some things come by prayer. And so I want you to continue to pray for us as we're casting our nets out, you know, um, in multiple ways to catch. That, that's the whole purpose of casting a net, to catch, all right? Now, if you have questions or desire fellowship, uh, I want to encourage you to visit ConnectingTruth.org, ConnectingTruth.org, and uh, reach out to us. Go to the, uh, the contact page and to send us an email. It will be responded to. Now, I had someone question uh, about the number 12. The number 12. What is the significance of the number 12? And, and so... Um, you know, and so I, I say that if you ask a question, I'm going to put it out on the air. Now, 
The number 12, we read through the scripture, there's 12 tribes of Israel, 144,000 is going to be saved, and that's 12,000 times 12,000, you know, going to be saved during the tribulation period. And then there's others that, uh, you know, deal with the number. When someone said it's the number of beginnings, you know, and I'm not disputing that or any in any kind of way, but I believe that the number 12 is administrative. And I have various scriptures, the reason why I believe that. And one of them is when you see the number 12, it's used in an administrative role. Whether it's a, a, a the young girl was 12 year old and she was healed, uh, that was administrative. There was, there's 12 great, 12 gates around the city of Jerusalem that's administrative because it allows in or it stops you from entering in. Uh, and so there are, admin, when we talk about the 24 elders that was established in the Old Testament, you read about it in Revelation, it was established in the Old Testament. And so the 24 itself, 12 times, yes. And, and so it's, it, it's an administrative and we could go on it's a discussion you know that was brought up and you know i'm not saying that that answer is incorrect i'm not saying every answer is right but when i look at the number 12 i see the i see administrative there are 12 gifts and each one of those gifts is an administrative role as well and, and so um and so that is my answer to that. You'll find that in, in Revelation as about the 12 gates. You'll find that in Corinthians as far as 12 gifts, uh, the 12 tribe of Israel that all became administrative, the 12 apostles, that's administrative, you know, and even in our natural, how many jurors we have? We got 12 jurors, you know, even in our natural to judge a matter. And so it, it's an administrative role. And so something to think about. If you have questions, again, visit ConnectingTruth.org. Maybe you're having a meeting like us, um, a leadership conference. And so that's October 5th, 6th, and the 8th um, and that you would like to invite us to. Certainly, we would appreciate the invitation to what you're having at your service to just join in and to, and to be an encouragement, just to be present. You know, we're preparing for 2024, and that's the of Pentecost. There's about 259 days. Time is going by. And, you know, to that 50th day, we're looking for that, preparing for that, and looking for that to be an awesome time. I want to just elaborate a little bit again on this, and that is, you know, we talk about influence and outcome. We're talking about time and seasons. And you need to be prepared for when the time and season come. Uh, that the opportunity, when it presents itself, you're prepared for it. And so we're working on our, our, our webtruth.org to post some things there, uh, like an example of a proper resume, um, as well as, you know, want you to, to invest in yourself a few dollars, you know, um, investing in yourself. You have a laptop, you have a phone, sit down and spend time learning something that is going to help you with your present employment or give you, help you move into another opportunity. And so information also is going to be posted on our website. Um, matter of fact, I'm just, I'm gonna to commit to make sure that, that it happens before uh, next Sunday. 
So want to encourage you to pay attention to that. You know, take the initiative to read, listen to audible books, you know, and um, there are many training opportunities available. You know, one of the things, uh, because I was director in information technology, they talk about a lot of things on, uh, uh, you know, like AI, you know, uh, being what they're telling you. And I, I was explaining this to someone yesterday. What they're telling you is that this is phase. It's not new as far as the function and, and, and artificial intelligence existing, but what they are telling you is that there is that there is a need and requirement for people to understand and know artificial intelligence. And we're not talking about you building us. That's the area that you want to get into, but they're programming in different areas of people that they need. They're going to need people in. And so you're going to have to take some time and say, hey, it's a new opportunity and others are already ahead of the game. Uh, Sometimes we're behind uh, because we, we're not taking initiative. We're too busy playing games. Yes, literally playing games. And the time that you spend playing the game, you could be learning something that is going to make you an enormous amount of money. All right. The more Play-Doh you have, the better you are. And I know you like Play-Doh. All right. And so um, you, you need to spend some time learning something, you know, that is going to help you. And so we're going to post something there. And, and so and that's all part of this life. The Bible tells us in Acts, the fifth chapter, the 19th verse, that the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors. He opened the prison doors. And when he opened those prison doors up, you know, he gave instructions. He gave some instructions. The Bible said the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth, talking about Peter and John, and said, go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this life. I'm talking about naturally and spiritual because God wants you to prosper in both. He said, I would that you would prosper in health even as your soul prosper. So with that being said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable on our side. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer in Jesus name. God bless you.